Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I was reading a piece in the Irish Indo this morning about a woman's experience of uh, hair loss and losing her hair and how she managed it. And it got me thinking about people dealing with hair loss. Um, I suppose you hear more and more commonly now people travelling to to get hair transplants. And I just wanted to chat to people on the show today about this. How common is early hair loss how much how much does it affect your your confidence and and daily life um if if you want to share your story with us today you can give us a shout it's 1800-453-106 Saoirse is with us on the program Saoirse, what's your story my story andrea it's lovely to speak with you, you too. um my my story was that i started hair loss on, in january 22 um and it became quite dramatic. I had a lot of hair. I have now ended up with uh, less than half my hair volume. Um, and I have gone to the channels that I was told to go to, go to a dermatologist, get it checked out. Um, I've had a hair biopsy last August. I was diagnosed with telogen effluvium, if I'm pronouncing that properly. Um, but it has since become acute. I was told by the dermatologist that it would clear up. It didn't. Um, I had to wait on to get back to see her for waiting list in both occasions, but I've just been back to see her and she's taken photographs now for comparison purposes in six months and she has advised an over-the-counter a solution, a um, well-known solution, um, which is called Regain, if I can say that online. Mm. Um, and I just feel desperately um, abandoned by all this because Six months' time, I won't have any hair left if this doesn't work. And from my research online, it doesn't always work. Okay. Um, it doesn't have a high success rate. And can I um, ask and you... I don't, have, I don't have the time to go looking for somebody. I don't know where to start. I know there are trichologists out there. I don't know if they're, if they're successful. But by the time I find somebody, I might have no hair left. Saoirse, the, the diagnosis that you got, um, what, what exactly, what is it or what was the diagnosis you got? It basically is, a t- I think I, my understanding of it is that it's a term uh, for hair loss which comes as a result of, usually as a result of a shock to the system like in some cases it's pregnancy, you know, in other cases, not in my case. Uh, in other cases it's, it could be some kind of a shock to the system and she sort of felt that she had her finger on what it might have been in my in my life, but that I don't believe that that's the cause of it at all at this stage. And um, you know, um, that's basically I believe from my research online as well. You just have to find the cause of it if you want to treat mm. it, like every, like a lot know, of things. Yeah. So um, I I I I have my own theories on what might have caused it, and I'm chasing up my own uh, um, uh, research on that okay. and I've had a particular blood test that I feel it might throw up something. But I'm clutching at straws. I'm not a doctor and I'm, I'm sort of trying to research this for myself. Yet I'm going to a dermatologist and, you know, nothing's happening. And the, the, the this all happened, it would appear then, Saoirse, from what you're saying, quite quite suddenly, like it's only August what, last year, 2022, you said? It started in January, January twenty-one. January twenty-one. Okay, and then this is oh, so it's, so it's two years really. Um, right. Well, yeah, it's going into the second year. Into the yeah, second fourteen year. months. Fourteen months. Um, the impact of all of this, Sersha. 
sure it's very it's, it's Dread, dreadful I'm, I'm dreadfully depressed with it um, I can't style my hair I've long hair um, I had very thick hair I have less than half left um, and you can probably hear how upset I am mm. so um, it's, I can't style my hair it won't hold a hairband anymore it'll just fall out um, I can see my scalp now on top through my hair and I I go to Pilates, I can't tie my hair up properly because I can't get a tie small enough to hold the volume of hair that I've left. It's fair, it's fair, it's really stressful, Saoirse. It is very stressful and it's yeah. taking a huge toll on me. It's leaving no interest in life. And is there anything from even going to the dermatologist? Is it, Like, is there... There's nothing else they, like that they can suggest? Well, I've only been there last week. Uh, well, it was last week and then I got a letter to say, continue with the advised treatment mm. and we'll, we'll reassess it in six months um, and if necessary, change the treatment. But I don't have six months to play around with and I'm just nervous that it's going to be gone by then. I know. And it's something sure you obviously it's you know when it's so such a visual thing and you know you you see it every yourself every day and getting ready to go out and about and I see it myself every day and I'm it's desperately um taxing on the mind, taking it out of the plug hole and when you wash your hair, taking it, hoovering it up off the floor, trying to keep it tied up when you're preparing food because there's hair everywhere. Uh I'm losing it at a terrible rate, you know. I can tell, tell, sir, it's terribly distressing for you. It's just, it's, it really, it's one of these things that, it's just, it's all, it's awful to hear. You know, I know the impact that it's having on you is. It is, and my is. real wor- worry now is that I won't find somebody to address it in time okay. before I lose the rest of it. Well, if there's, well, if if there's anybody listening today that maybe Sirsha's story resonates with you or perhaps you've gone through this, you know, something similar to Saoirse yourself, if you've if you've advice or somebody you can, you know, maybe recommend um, if you want to drop us an email please do, lunchtimelive at newsdoc.com Saoirse, we can, you know, if, if we get any any word from anybody we can be you know, connect with you and pass on the details to you if that's I don't know if that'll be, if, you know if, how much help that will be but we can certainly do that Is Saoirse there? No, we'll try and come back maybe to, to Saoirse. So Chloe is with us as well. Um, Chloe, what's your situation? Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Um, poor Saoirse, just listening I there, I I can definitely resonate with how she feels. Um, six years ago, I found a small little patch in the back of my head. I had lovely long blonde hair and that progressed to be a little bit worse and it turned out that I was alopecia areata. It grew back and those patches were covered but within about six months I found a little patch and within about not even six weeks um, I was almost completely bald. It had just gotten so, so bad and the thing that scares me with any type of hair loss, I think, is that sometimes, well, for me anyway, personally, the speed of the hair fall was happening much faster than I could mentally deal with. So I might go to bed at night and be like, okay, look, it's like this. 
But when I wake up in the morning, it was worse again. And then it was like a whole other challenge that the day brought. I resorted to not going to work. I didn't leave the house. I couldn't look in a mirror. Um, and at this point, I was only about, uh, I was only about 23. So I was in the prime of my life, supposed to be out with my friends, living my best life. And I was locked in the house. I was severely, severely depressed. Um, I had a desperate case of insomnia. I wasn't sleeping. I just felt so crap. I was eating crap food because I thought it would, you know, help me emotionally. Mm. Um so everything was just, I was just on a vicious cycle. And yeah. I suppose, like Saoirse there, I just felt that I wasn't getting any support. Um, and to be honest, there's no one to blame in that situation because there is no one really out there, you know, with support. And I had a lot of people getting on to me saying, I have a cure for hair loss, cure for hair loss. There is no cure, unfortunately. Um it's seen as something that's not life-threatening, even though in the last six years and with having my Instagram page, I know a much wider community of people with hair loss and there has been multiple um, people take their life over it and I can't understand why they don't see it as life-threatening. Um, but if something you know, isn't seen as life-threatening, they're not going to look into a cure because in order to look into a cure they have to find the cause and well, it's absolutely it's absolutely in, incredible the the impact and the toll you know that this um that, that it takes on people and even chatting yeah. to you you know and and, and Saoirse there as well like it's you know it's it's off it's terribly upsetting for people and I can oh. I can hear that and and did you get any like has as your how, how are you now with it like has your situation changed at oh. all or my hair started growing back um, during COVID, about two years ago, and it's beautiful now. It's nicer than it ever was. It's lovely and thick, and it's getting a bit long. Um, I still have active alopecia, so I still have patches at the back, but I am able to hide them at the moment, which is great. Um, I do go through cycles of having a little bit too much hair loss at points, but um, nothing that has resulted to patches elsewhere okay. apart from where they are. But yeah, I just found that it was so mentally draining and I felt like I had, there was a, a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's just hair, at least, you know, you didn't lose it because of chemo or you didn't, you're not sick. and But that actually made everything 10 times worse because I was so depressed and I was so low. Throw guilt in on top of that. I then felt guilty for feeling the way I felt. And I just always say to people, you know, listen to your body and Mm. don't compare your situation. My mum always told me a story that one guy was living in house number one and a guy was living in house number two. The guy in house number one was getting his tooth out next Tuesday and he was a ball of anxiety. He was so upset over it and he was petrified. The guy in house two was getting his leg off and he was, you know, kind of okay about it and he was Mm. like, major surgery next Tuesday. My mum always says to me, the guy in house one could always say, well, look, at least I'm not getting my leg off. But that's not going to take away his anxiety, his pain and his fear. 
The uh, text in from, from Teresa who's got in touch in Kildare to say um, I'd highly recommend that Saoirse uh, should try and visit um, a homeopath who deals with hair loss. It's usually in endocrine is it to do with the endocrinology I presume it is imbalance and trauma stress etc can often exacerbate the issue hair loss can be treated um, but it'll vary case by case but it might be one suggestion another listener says I was listening to Searsha talking about the um, hair loss and suggestions um, a bioenergy therapist is, is one suggestion that has been made here from one of our texters today as well uh, 53106 is the number look if, there's quite a few others um, people recommending names other dermatologists uh, specialists as well perhaps that the people can visit or see look we might come back to this a little bit later in the programme but just even in chatting there to Chloe and Saoirse the impact of this just emotionally on people is it's huge um, absolutely it's it's huge as well is is Caroline uh, with us too have we got Caroline Caroline you, yes, you've experienced ha- yes, this I'm too here. is that right How yeah are you? good yes I did well I, I suppose my situation was um, I got breast cancer and when I was in my early to mid-40s, and obviously the, the routine kind of was, you know, baby steps, cancer diagnosis, oh, radiation, and oh, you have to have chemo. And mm. um, I suppose, like the other ladies on there, I suppose the cancer diagnosis was big, but when I heard the chemo, I knew that was going to be hair loss. Yeah. And I suppose I had long, long hair, and I thought, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to be all gone. But obviously you're dealing with two, you're dealing with the thoughts of having chemo and you're dealing with the thoughts of going to be bald. And for me personally, I, I, I loved my hair, but I knew I had no choice. I had to have chemo. And I suppose I knew it would grow back. So in that mm. case, I was lucky. And it did grow back. Did it, Caroline? And is it, oh God, it did, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. But the wigs were my saviour and they made me feel yeah. normal. You know, literally on day 17, my hair started falling out and I went into a hairdresser in Limerick and we shaved my head and I thought, oh dear Lord. But I had to have the wig. I wasn't comfortable going around myself without it. Mm. But they were my saving grace, I suppose, okay. the wigs. And and your your own hair has it has it has grown back now since. Oh, my the own hair yeah. is. Yeah. But now yeah. I'm eight years a survivor. Okay, um, I was just going so to ask how are you back. doing actually? Yeah. Yeah, it literally it starts to grow back for me when literally my last chemotherapy ended. Literally within two yeah, weeks, you start to see it coming back. Mm. And your health is good now, Caroline. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm great. I'm brilliant. Um, well, that's great, 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 great to hear for sure. Listen, Caroline, thanks a million for, for getting in touch there as well uh, today on the programme. That's all we have time for though on the show. We will come back to this though because quite a number of people getting in touch with us about the, the impact and the effect of hair loss and um, people talking about hair transplants as well, uh, going bald at an, an early age. Uh, quite a few people getting in touch about that. So we will continue with the conversation. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.